I'm conflicted, Jeff, because on the one hand, it's like Donovan doesn't really owe us anything. No. He didn't choose to come here. You're listening to the Guys on the Sideline podcast, where you'll hear opinions, predictions, and sports takes in every direction. If you're a diehard sports fan, this is the place to be. The only podcast with an audience made up completely of haters, hosted by guys who adopt the wisdom of Kobe Bryant and embrace every last one of them. Here are the guys on the sideline. Hey, everybody. Welcome on into Guys on the Sideline, the podcast. This is episode 125 of the fastest growing sports podcast. I don't know, around Madison Square Garden today on this fine Friday afternoon in July. We welcome all of you back to the podcast, or if you're tuning in for the first time, we ask, where the hell you've been? But we're glad you're here. It's always good uh, to insult the audience, right, Chris? It is, and it's good to hear that Jeff is here and he's unbound still. (laughs) I tell you, I'm calling it Jeff 2.0, and this, you know, Jeff's got a little... Got a little attitude. I shouldn't refer to myself as anyway. All right. Blah, 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 blah. All right. So let's do introductions. I'm going to actually toss this over to the co-host here today. Chris, why don't you introduce those participating on the podcast? Give us a name, Chris. I'm I'm fresh out of names today. I'm going to start with Chris, take the money and run, Mumford, and Jeff, don't do me like that, Don Burton. (laughs) Chris, it's good to be in the booth. We actually are in the booth. Uh, just to make it a little bit more uncomfortable than it already typically is. Hang on. Get over here, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I we're, I'm a foot it's a from you. It's a phone booth. Is this booth. the closest you've been to me? In, Either one I don't of know. us is turning into Superman or there's going to be weird <laughs> assumptions made. I don't know. Uh, anyway, it's good to be in the booth. Okay, this is going to be our greatest episode we have ever recorded in our three or four year history. 125, not too shabby. Chris. Uh, we were walking over here to the booth here a minute ago. Why did I tell you this is going to be the greatest episode we've ever recorded? Because, Jeff, we're, we're finally going to fulfill your lifelong podcasting wish of only la- only going for about 10 minutes, which I think we've used half of, so we better get going. <laughs> Let's get started. We'll have to uh, save the uh, Kenny Chesney concert review. Did you know I went to Kenny Chesney up in Seattle, Chris? She thinks my tractor's sexy. I didn't, but I'm not surprised. Uh, well, you're apparently not following guys on the sideline. You're missing out on some good I've social seen, content. I, I've see, I see your posts. I see him come up. Um, you just don't like him. I just uh, I hate I you. Just, I hate you. <laughs> you. Again, we're going to go back to episode 123 or 124. Chris, I'm still pissed at you. You kept the fact that you were on this award-winning podcast a secret for how long? You did, but you, you know what, Jeff? It just made it that much splashier when it came out because now it was a weird <laughs> secret and people were mind blown. That was way more effective than if I told them, hey, I'm starting today, podcast episode one. They wouldn't have tuned in now. So, so now that we've got a, a little financial revenue stream, now I can thank you. So I, I've been working you know, in my basement, my little yeah. studio in my basement for all these years trying to get this to go viral. And, and all it takes is for me to attach the the attached the podcast to Chris Mumford. Now, all of a sudden, we got money. We got sponsors. Yeah, I mean, not really, but yeah, that would be cool if we did. All right, true to Jeff form. Ten minutes on the intro. Uh, We better jump in. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are recording this. It is Friday at 12.30 p.m. We will see uh, what time this posts. The goal here is to give a pre-Donovan Mitchell trade take 
from everybody's favorite guys on the sideline podcast. And so we are not sure if the news is going to break later today, this weekend, or, or what that's going to look like. So if you're listening to this and the deal has already been done, well, this is the take that we would have given you before it happened. It's a time capsule. It is case. a time capsule. What did we feel like before? Chris, and we have to say this, and, and I've called you out for the predictions that you've made correctly. We, You've been hearing me say this for years now. That my greatest fear is that someday Donovan Mitchell will be at Madison Square Garden playing for the New York Knickerbockers. Have yeah, I not said yes, that? Yes, you have. You have repeatedly. And I, th- I think I've shot it down a lot of times, but I think we're very close to being right. Proven right on that. Very close. Uh, shout out to my buddy Vegas Insider Orlando, who basically texts me all the time and he says, you're going to look like a genius if you post this right now. And so anyway, I post various <laughs> things. So shout out, Landon. Um, we won't talk about your parlays and the struggles that you're having with those Dodgers. I think he had a three-team parlay. He had it won, Chris. Lots of money coming in, and the Dodgers gave up a run in the ninth inning. And anyway, this is why I don't bet on sports. Oh, sports betting Bad is a beat. killer. Bad beats, man. SVP. Yep. Amen. Okay, so uh, we're at four minutes and thirty seconds. You know, I probably stumbled and stuttered a few times. So we probably cut that down thirty seconds through edits. But Chris, I want you to give the first hot take. What is okay. your thought? of the prospects of Donovan Mitchell going home to the New York Knicks. Boy, I, I've been back and forth on this, Jeff, and it's it's hard because it's if you'd asked me maybe even a year ago, right, my answer is very different. But I think that, and I don't think I'm just speaking for myself here, it's been a pretty amazing just how outwardly sour this fan base has been toward Donovan um, over this past year. And I, I think a lot of it's Donovan's own making. I think he's just been... He's kind of withdrawn from the community a bit. We're not we we haven't seen or heard as much engagement from him. And I also think that, you know, there's been a sense, maybe unfair, maybe not, that he's been kind of behind the Jazz's inexplicable malaise at times. And I think, you know, looking at the fact that he he was slow or or sometimes outright just didn't quash trade rumors or or wasn't you know, clear and decisive enough, like um, Dame Lillard has been. You know, Dame Lillard is out there saying, I'm staying here. This he's been transparent and clear. Donovan could have taken that path and chose not to. And I just feel like he's, I worry a bit that he's just kind of enthralled to his agency and that they're a big, powerful agency and they're trying to call shots for him and position him. And so it's, it's, I'm conflicted, Jeff, because on the one hand, it's like Donovan doesn't really owe us anything. No. He didn't choose to come here. Nope. He, he chose to resign here. He didn't have to do that. Right. He's been lukewarm. He's been in between. But he doesn't owe Utah anything, and I want to start there because I, I, I don't – I hope that he doesn't get massive amounts of hatred when he comes back here to play. I don't think he deserves that. But at the same time, I think Utahns just want players that are willing to embrace the community, that want to be here, that want to set down the roots here. If you all haven't checked this out, there's a, a podcast series um, from The Athletic called Luck, and it's all about Andrew Luck. It's okay. really interesting. It's Check it's long. Out. It's like an eight-part series, but it goes through his whole story. And one of the most important parts of, of that actually was kind of going into depth on Peyton Manning's legacy in Indianapolis that Andrew Luck was stepping into and talking about how Peyton Manning transformed that city. I mean, he was so central to it, was so bought in, wanted to retire there. And it just, it just made me think... That stuff matters so much in the grand scheme of things. I don't know how much of us, how many of us really care that much about winning if it's from a star that doesn't want to be here, doesn't love it. So ultimately, I think we're kind of headed to a separation. My hope is it can be kind of amicable. It never totally will be. I think a lot of us feel a little spurned here. But 
I just think, can we all just accept that this might just be the best thing for all parties and not be maybe overly, have too much animus toward Donovan Mitchell for being a New York guy yeah. who would want to go home. Like, he doesn't have to spend his whole life in Utah. For someone from New York, that's like, yeah, you know, I so I do get and understand some of that. I don't think he's been way out of control terrible in this process but that that it's that's kind of a mess but that's my initial reaction yeah good takes chris couple just to add to this obviously you talk about his agency if you could play from from just building the brand if you could play at madison square garden or vivin arena there's a clear winner here yeah okay yeah so clearly this is good secondarily donovan what kid from from the, the New England, New York City bureaus, right, all of this, yeah. what kid doesn't want to play at Madison Square Garden? Absolutely. I believe LeBron James would have signed there if there was actually half of a team, yeah, a right. nucleus, right? I mean, LeBron always lights it up at Madison Square Garden. It's it's a You've been there. We've talked yeah. about this. Yeah. It's, a, it's an amazing, amazing venue. And so for Donovan to go home and to, like, actually put New York – you know, a little bit more in contention, I think it's got to be a lifelong dream for him. Yeah. Can't fault him for that. No. <clears throat> okay, a couple more takes. Danny Ainge gets brought in. So you got Dwayne Wade, you got Danny Ainge, and you got Ryan Smith, and you've got some others in the front office. But I believe those big three, I think they took a hard look at the team this season, and they said, okay, we've basically financially committed to both Rudy and Donovan. What is the likelihood that this that this that the that this investment or these resources is going to play out to our favor to build to to give us a championship? I believe that the the Millers, Larry and Gail, God love them, they're great. Yes, yes. They wanted a championship caliber team. I think Ryan Smith's a little bit different. I think Ryan Smith wants to win the championship, right? It's not just putting a contender yeah. out on the floor. Yeah. I think that the the ownership looked at this and said, "We are not in a position to win it all with Rudy. What did they do with Rudy? They traded him. They amassed major, major assets. It looks like, from all indications, Donovan is going to maybe even produce even more in terms of draft picks. So what you're seeing is the Jazz, for the next five years, they're taking a a very um, unique position. They've got all this draft capital. They've got all this opportunity. Now, they got a hit on them, right? they got a hit on a couple of them. But it... The Jazz have these picks. They're going to be able to package a couple of first-rounders between New, uh, Brooklyn, excuse me, uh, Minnesota, the Knicks, and maybe the Knicks includes a, a piece that they have. Yeah. It's an interesting strategy. As a Jazz fan, I'm a little bit sad because, right, I mean, I, I texting back and forth with my daughter uh, yesterday telling her, oh, this is going to happen, and she's devastated. She's 13. She's got a Donovan jersey. Um you know, all of this. And so it's going to be devastating, but I don't hate the move because I recognize what jazz ownership recognizes, I believe. And um, a couple more real quick takes, and then I want to give you the final word. And oh my goodness, we're past 10 minutes. Oh, we're going to wrap. Donovan Mitchell, a huge fan, always will be. Fantastic. And I've said this on previous episodes. The way that he came into Utah, right? It essentially cost us Trey freaking Lyles to get Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. You make that trade 100 times yeah. out of 100, right? Um, he was picked number 13. He basically fell to the Jazz. So many teams would have taken him had they known, right? Yeah. Or oh, yeah. Had they been able to see what uh, uh, Den- Dennis Lindsay had seen. He was amazing in his first season. He had so much potential. He was, as we were commenting earlier, he was going to the barbecues. He was showing up at the community pools. Yep. He was a Utah. He, from a marketing and PR standpoint, was absolutely brilliant, was yes. fantastic. Chris, 
He's he, he peaked there. He's had flashes. He's done amazing things. Yeah. But we can't get out of the playoffs. We can't yeah. make a, a, a stretch. And so as painful as it is, and, and we love Donovan. Donovan, if you're listening, because I know this podcast is listened by, you know, oh, yeah. the movers and the shakers. We love you. We yeah. always will love you. Yeah. When you come to when you come back to Salt Lake City, I will don the Don jersey. You see what I did there? <laughs> I did. Um, I will don the Don jersey. I will be in the stands cheering for you. But this is a good move. I support Jazz ownership. I mean, it hasn't happened yet. I mean, the, the deal maybe is done from what we're hearing. But those are just a couple of my uh, hot takes. Again, it's a, it's a sad day on one respect, but it's also, you know what? Building for the future. This is what we got to do. Sorry, one final thought, and then it's you. Uh, who has the All-Star game next season, Chris? I believe it's Salt Lake City. And uh, who is going to be on the floor for the Utah Jazz as an All-Star? Nobody. Unless, unless a, a Donovan deal gets pushed a year. Which it could. It, it could. But my point is, it's kind of devastating because we get Bummer. the all-star game, right? We, we've had Don. We've had Rudy. And in all likelihood, you know what this says, though? Jordan Clarkson, baby. Oh, Come I'll on, Jordan. That. I would love we, that. We would love it. Maybe we can, uh, guys on the sideline can leave the campaign to stuff the box to get yeah. Jordan in the all-star. All right, Chris, that's far too much out of me. I'm over our 10 minutes uh, give us the final word. Take us out the door. I, I'm just going to say, Jeff, um, I agree with Danny Ainge's basic assessment when he was asked about the last season. He said it's, it wasn't fun. And, and he's exactly right. And and I would go so far as to just say that's putting it mildly. It was one of the most miserable seasons I've ever endured as a Utah Jazz fan. We've had losing seasons. We've We've had, you know, not many, right? And we're not necessarily used to those. But having expectations that in my opinion were way out of whack i i don't think you ever could have put or should have put contender expectations on this team without them having reached the western conference finals i think it was ridiculous to ask of that of them and i frankly think it crushed them i think that they they just kind of buckled under the weight of those i think they stopped having fun and every loss piling up was was all these questions and then it, and i just think they didn't have the right chemistry to deal with it. So I don't know how I'm going to feel about this era of the Jazz in 10 years. I don't know, right? They all have this flavor to them. And I think we'll all love Rudy individually. We'll love so many things about Don and some of the excitement he brought to the franchise. But I don't know. I, I get the sense that the franchise is ready to move on. The last thing I'll leave with is, hey, fans, if we do unload Donovan, even if we don't, plan to show up this season. Be a good fan base that shows your support for the rebuild of the team. I'm not going to force anyone to buy those terrible jerseys. Like those you can let just die out. <laughs> Ryan Smith can cut a check for all those. I don't really care. But go to the games, support the team, support the players, bring in Will Hardy, get him you know, acclimated. Hang in there, Jazz fans. Be a good fan base. Show up, support them, because this is when you're trying to take big swings and hit home runs, big markets can handle that. There's a scarier element when you're small. If, if you miss and miss and the, the two-year rebuild turns into four, three, like you could get into some scary trouble. Yeah. Jazz fans have to be committed to like support yep. the team through all of this. It's going to be vital because bigger cities have lost them than us. Chris, was that a Seinfeld reference? Support the team. Support the team. Remember Putty? The Devils? <laughs> the Devils! Support the team. You got to support the team. What compels a seemingly normal human being to do something like that? You got to support the team. <laughs> All right, Chris, real quick, as we scoot out the door, I got to give a life update. Um, on a previous episode, I, I uh, interviewed my good, 
good friend, uh, an inspiration to all of us, Bob Trithall, my bowling instructor for college. <laughs> Never have I ever rolled a turkey in my life. And I, and I commented on that. Uh, Bob did tell me I'm a better bowler than Governor Cox. We both were in the class, not in the same class, but really? he taught both of us. How funny. Um, I have a life update, Chris. I'm trying to put this on, you know, I don't know where I would rank this. Yeah. Maybe right up there with getting flipped off by a Taco Bell employee who might be a blood relative to me, as in my 16-year-old. Drove through the drive-thru. He was not excited to see me, but it was a great, that was a great moment. So good to see him, uh, you know, serving out the tacos. Um, good stuff. But I rolled this week. I rolled a turkey. Uh-huh. Which is three strikes. Three have you ever rolled a turkey? I sure have. Yeah. Oh, you sure have. Yes. I was waiting for you to say, Jeff, yes, you're so cool, and you're I like, have. "Welcome, Jeff. Welcome <laughs> to the Welcome community." Welcome to the club, brother. Uh, okay, I got to give that out. So, uh, rolled a turkey. So, Bob Trithall, we'll, we'll have to connect with him. Just to also, big time shout out and invitation, open invitation oh, to boy. Governor Spencer Cox for a bowl off against Jeff for guys on the sideline. Can we get Spencer Cox? I'll bet we could get him to do you it. You think we could do it? Yes, I do. We tweeted at Let him. Let him know you went to snow. I'll, I'll play up my ties down to old Sam Pete. We, we'll get him out. We, Chris, we tweeted at him, and we never got a response. But in fairness, we didn't have your massive following. So now that all the Mumford fans are on board, yeah, yep. maybe we can do it. Okay, let, let's do that. So he's Chris. I'm Jeff. We're guys on the sideline saying adios and bye-bye. The opinions and predictions on this podcast are right 98.3% of the time. Someone's gonna tell you lies